Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com. This week's episode is presented in two different parts. The first part is with thirdandgirl.com's Emily Anderson covering this week in college football. Second half is with Maddie D covering the NFL. We did record the Maddie D part first. We do allude to it. A few times in both halves, but just a heads up there. If you're looking for one half versus the other, check out the timestamps in the podcast description. But as always, please go follow along with us on social media, especially with Maddie D. Going down to Clemson this weekend, doing a little live scouting for us with some uh, serious FBS talent. Thunder BLG is our Twitter account. Thunderblog Sports, of course, is the Facebook and Instagram accounts. Thunderblogsports.com, the website. Stay tuned for the Fun V Tailgate blog with our pickums for the week. But enjoy this week's special two-part podcast. We are live. Welcome to the Fun V Tailgate podcast. I, of course... And the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. With me is a very good friend of mine. Friend. You could say more, yeah, you could say more than a friend. <laughs> Third and Girl's own Emily Anderson. Emily, how are you? I'm good. I finished class. I dissected a pig. I'm drinking a glass of milk. It's good. Like a you grandma. Need cal- you need your calcium. So we're doing great I'm here tonight. Drinking a little more beer. For those listening live, you might notice this is part two for this week. Of course... Maddie D and I have already recorded our NFL action and coverage. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you'll hear this to you will hear this coming up in a little bit, probably around the 30 or 40 minute mark, depending on how long it takes us. Emily and I are going to co- cover college football here. Emily, we've not gotten a chance to get you on the Fun V Tailgate podcast at all. Not yet. What's been My your debut. take? It is your debut. What is your take? from the first month of college football? Um, well, the Delaware Blue Hens have a really good defense. <laughs> this is true. We saw it live. We saw we it went live. on the road. Yeah. Um, this week, they will have another defensive battle against Stony Brook. Two good defenses going against each other. Ah. Um, I expect to see a new quarterback than we did last week. Okay. According to their coach, they are going to both see snaps. Okay. All right. For so those hearing squeaking in the background, that's our dog, Luna, who we've spoiled with toys. She has a bowl of ramen that she loves to yeah. eat. So you, you hear the squeakers. That's what we have going on there. <laughs> but we got a lot of stuff to cover coming into week six of the college six. football season. It is week six. Week five in the NFL. Add one because the NFL starts on Labor Day weekend. But – an interesting week last week. We, of course, went on the road, watched a little FCS action. My Lehigh Mountain Hawks fell to 0-5. Ouch. Yikes. They enter Patriot League play. We'll cover that in a little bit. But on the FBS level, we watched with our good friends, Julian Greg. Greg, of course, being an alumnus of Virginia Technical Institute or Virginia I don't Tech. Think it's, is it Technical Institute? It's Tech. I think it's just like. Is it Virginia Tech? Is it Virginia Institute of Technology (VIT)? I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, well so Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech had a uh, unfortunate run-in with the buzzsaw of road teams that is Clemson, and Clemson just 
looks absolutely dominant. You can say what you will about Alabama and what they've been able to do. You know, they're 2-0 in SEC play. Clemson, though, 3-0 in the ACC, 5-0 on the season. Josh Jackson actually didn't have a terrible night, but that Clemson defense ate him right up. Did indeed. Uh, what were other games last week that, that kind of took your mind and shocked you in how they uh, how they performed? All right. So, <laughs> for me, other games, Wisconsin, a nine-point winner against Northwestern. Northwestern, of course, having a big opponent this week in Penn State. We'll get to all of that. Last week, though, you know, Oklahoma State bounced back, win against Texas Tech on the road, moved to four and one. Louisville a throttling in Murray State. They are getting smashed. Throttle isn't the right word. They're losing it to NC State right now. But Troy. Troy was last week. Troy LSU. Troy LSU. Well, we're getting to that. Oh, Troy. Well, you asked me which one shocked me. That's all right. One. So there's one for you. Troy LSU homecoming for LSU. They uh, I love when a big team like pays a million dollars to lose. I think it's so funny. It's funny. It's happened multiple times this year. Nebraska had that earlier this season with Northern Illinois and your Notre Dame Fighting Irish, Emily. Fine, indeed. Well, they won big last week against Miami of Ohio. They won fifty-two to seventeen. It's the Ivy of the Midwest. What Notre Dame? No. Miami of Ohio. Is that what they call it? I think so. I did so. not know that. I would have thought Northwestern. You know? No, Miami of Ohio. No? Oh, right. I mean. Something like that. If Kate and Matt Seibert are listening, yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, if Matt Dennison is agreeing, is listening, go Northwestern. These are my cousins. Sorry, family references. Um, Florida, surprisingly, still hanging around. Um, we'll, we'll get to them. One that I'm happy about, speaking of Northern Illinois, San Diego State. In. Uh, you'd love to see the non-power teams hanging around. And, and San Diego State has, has run into some faux pas within their runs in the last couple of years. They have the Eagles' own Donald Pumphrey as their uh, – I think he refers to himself DP6K uh, because of the 6,000 rushing yards mm. and FBS record. But week six, we already got the NC State Wolfpack up on Louisville – Five minutes left in the fourth quarter. They're up 13 points. We are not having a repeat Heisman this year. You don't think so? No. This is the nail yeah. in the coffin. You think so? Two, yeah. you know, two losses. Uh, yeah, he's not even, in terms of the top performers, the Lamar Jackson on there. Two losses more than anything. It's, you know, not showing up in primetime games like these when it's really the only thing on. If you're watching college football, this is the game you're watching, and – He's falling to NC State. He's not doing his Lamar Jackson magic. Do you think, though, that there was no happy medium? Because how well guys like Saquon Barkley have performed, you know, do you think that there was no, like, it's either you say he's not going to win it because he doesn't show up in these games in prime time against ranked opponents, or he does, and that's the reason why he should win it. There's no happy medium with a great Saquon Barkley where – Penn State hasn't played the tough opponents yet. They will this week on the road in Chicago against Northwestern, unranked opponent. But still, we'll get to why that's a tough game. I was like, I don't know that we're going to call that a tough game, but Comparatively, okay. Comparatively, we'll get to that. But you know, is to get back to the question: Is that was there no at least right now happy medium for Lamar? It's either this propels him to the Heisman, no, no chance about it, or in your case. 
from even being close to it. I mean, it was well, completely I, shut him out from New York. I think with him winning last year, it's the barrier to entry for him into the race is a little higher. Like we've had, there's been like what one repeat Heisman winner, only one. Yep. So it's not something couple that invited they, in New York. Right. And I'm not saying he's not going to be invited. I'm just saying it's not something that they love to do. It's not like the NFL MVP award that, you know, Tom Brady can win a million times. <laughs> it's something that they like to kind of spread out and give to different people. So I think for him to have, repeated as a Heisman winner, he needs to be even better than he was last year mm -hmm. and by a significant margin. Mm -hmm. And that's not what we're seeing. Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, tonight he, he, he record of quarterback rushing touchdowns. Obviously we're not talking Tim Tebow levels. He's sec still though records meant to be broken. He's tied it. Um, you know, NC State has the ball, though. I mean, this game seems pretty much locked up. So within the ACC, it's interesting. We've seen now more and more games that are becoming between ranked opponents. The ACC and the SEC you know, kind of almost flip-flopped in terms of one division is kind of a joke. It has been for a while in the SEC East. The SEC West, though, I mean, it's, it's Bama's to lose. I mean, it's nice to see the ACC there. I've always liked the ACC. I uh, you know, had an affinity towards Duke in my younger years. That, of course, the ACC college football powerhouse that they are. Or play football to take the shitty team that was Duke and make them into a college powerhouse <laughs> every single year because they always sucked until like 2013. You get a satisfaction that way. You're <laughs> virtual guys. You recruit some people. Remember, I had a quarterback, molded him into my own. Coach Jordy All right. did a good job. <laughs> um, but still, the ACC kind of getting into that spotlight, kind of what you wanted or, and hoped for when you brought in these these teams like Louisville, like Notre Dame, even though they're not football in the ACC. They kind of are, but they don't count. Um, but, you know, you know, they're, they're coming into their own that way. Uh, and obviously the basketball and lacrosse, do a ton for them as well in terms of a uh, Northeast elitism. <laughs> um, but regardless this is a football podcast, I mean, going, going through the rest of the week, there's nothing really on Friday. What's a couple matchups that stand out to you on Saturday or, or big storylines even. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the storyline personally. Okay. And it's a good take. Maddie D and I usually just look at the matchups. Tell me some stories. Yeah. I'm a big story person. So one that is not going to be a close game, but I think is pretty interesting in terms of career tra trajectory and storyline is the Alabama A&M game. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me about it. Because if you look at Alabama and credit to The Athletic, I've been doing a lot of The Athletic reading and, you know, learning a lot of things there. You're, uh, they're not, they're not Patreon. So what, what just subscribers? Subscriber, that yeah. I do it. I'm doing do it for Godner, but I get all the good info. Godner's, <laughs> I mean, his Twitter is godly, but his, I'm sure his writing, as we know from previous iterations, yes. still pretty great. Sorry, continue the story. So it's Aggies just, Crimson Tide. Right. Tell me about it. And it's interesting that if you know anything about Nick Saban, he doesn't like to lose. One time that he did lose was on a hail mary. Touchdown by one Johnny Football about four years ago. Four years ago? Five, five years ago. Five years ago. 
Oh, how the mighty have fallen. And that game kind of propelled him into thinking about his defense in a different way and that he can't, Saban can't stick to his hard nose uh, coaching the way he wants to. He has to, college football is going. And if it's going in a different direction, then he has to build his defenses around that direction. And I think we could say that Alabama has consistently had one of the best defenses the best defense in college football. So it's it's interesting. They've always done a great job of matching it in college football. It's funny of how the SEC defenses have gone because you haven't really ever seen really a great secondary player come out of Alabama, but somehow they've always been able to match that. You had the next year a complete shootout between Alabama and Texas A&M where Johnny Football almost single-handedly won that game back in 2013, and Bama was still able to match it. And here we haven't seen Jalen Hurts play great. Bama, of course, has done a lot. Uh, the thing with me, they're 26.5-point they're favorites on the road, which there's a lot of lines this week that are really, really wonky. And usually longtime readers of the Fun V Tailgate blog will know if you're more than a three three touchdown favorite, I just don't even pick it against the spread because it's you're basically going to no man's land there. It's stupid to try to play it anything that way. But this is something where it's almost like the Penn State Ohio State game last year. Ohio State's a four touchdown favorite coming into it. You almost have to take. Oh, you almost have to give Kevin Sumlin, who's battling for his job. I mean, if really if he doesn't blow that lead against. UCLA to start the season, he's 5-0, and matchup with 5-0 and opponents. Uh, I think Bama still pulls it out. I think it's a little closer, like you were saying. Interesting storyline coming in, especially with someone on the – Another small interesting storyline is Jalen Hurts from the Texas area. His dad's a football coach in Texas. So there's probably – wouldn't be surprised if someone knows his dad. Wouldn't be surprised if there's, you know, some commingling. Not in like a weird way, just, you know, connected. Texas football, Texas forever. Got all this deep, this, the Friday Night Life re- reference in. Their eyes full hearts can't lose. Well, it's off Netflix, so some someone's got to put it out there. We're all losing now. The, but tell me, what other storylines are you looking at this weekend? Um, Something else I am looking at is, unfortunately, number four Penn State against Northwestern. So this is a game we alluded to before. Um, as a little spoiler alert, Maddie D and I go into it a little bit later in the NFL part. Uh, like we said, we're doing a little time travel. We're doing a, a little survivor type here with uh, Ko Rong and Cambodia. So you you get to be the second chancer. Oh, good. You're, you're Stephen Fishback part two. All right. Or Jeremy Collins part two. There you go. That's a little <laughs> better. Well, you know, know-it-alls. <laughs> But Matt gets to be co-wrong. He gets he knew it was getting sent out second, though. <laughs> um, for those that aren't Survivor fans, sorry that we nerded out a little bit there. Um, but, yeah, this game is intriguing. It's at Northwestern, as we said. It's one of Penn State's cross-division uh, cross games. Interesting 14-point favorite on the road. Northwestern... I say this a lot about a lot of big Big Ten teams, but they're a tough out, I think. Um, 
you know, you saw it with Penn State at Iowa a couple weeks ago. Trace McSorley, not the best game. Like Saquon still does very well, which for as much as we've talked about how great he is, and don't get me wrong, he's the easy front runner for the Heisman Trophy. In terms of on actual offense, at least when he's handed the ball, he's a lot of catches and a lot of runs, or a lot of catches and, and runs off with it. Between the two, he only has six touchdowns on regular offense. He's a lot of special teams touchdowns, so don't get me wrong. Easy front runner. McSorley does, has done a great job. 12 touchdowns in five games. Uh, so, you know, a little over two a game. You know, standard production out of, out of a college quarterback. It's not Aaron Rodgers we're talking about here. Saquon, though, definitely a good uh, a good uh, pick for the uh, you know the MVP of this game. McSorley, though, I, I think trips up a little bit. I think this game gets a little closer at Ryan Field. I see a little bit of a trip up by Penn State. I don't think they lose, but I think like with Iowa, I think it's a close game. And unlike the Iowa game, there's no weird backdoor cover that ends up happening. Um, you know, Penn State, I think, wins but doesn't cover. We'll spoil it for the blog when this comes out tomorrow, or I guess today because we're going to release it on Friday. Um, it's an interesting game. A lot of tickets still available for you Chicago people out there. Hint, Matt Dennison, hint. Also an alumnus of From the, uh, $15, though. They're a little pricey. Yeah, comparatively to the uh, Oklahoma-Iowa State games at five. But comparatively also to playoff baseball, you could have gotten into the Red Sox-Astros game for 19 bucks today. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting story. You know, I kind of jumped on right on jumped right onto it. Why is it interesting to you? Why is it interesting? Yeah. Mostly because of Saquon. That's really why I think watching this Penn run. State is worth watching. I think without – him, they are not that good. Okay. Probably a little biased against them. Yep. But, I would say so knowing you. But. <laughs> but I just think that there are, he's a fun player to watch. I don't even want to say they're a fun team to watch. I want to say he's a fun player to watch. And that's why I think it's worth watching. Okay. That's it. All right. I don't think that it's a close game. I think that I don't know that Northwestern has a strong home field advantage. I don't know that people at Northwestern care about football. Not like Iowa. I'll tell you, they have a very strong home field advantage, or at least a lot of a lot of a lot of season ticket holders take the team very seriously. My grandparents, of course, being them for are you a little a biased long too? Time. Bias for a couple reasons. <laughs> um, you know, I've never been the spike growing up in the great state of Pennsylvania, great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I must correct myself. A uh, one parent from Chicago, grandparents that were season ticket holders at Northwestern. I'm not the fan myself. I, I choose to root for a different Big Ten team, which you will be rooting for this weekend, I'm sure, as we'll yes. talk about in a second. <laughs> um, but you know. With the, even with any sort of bias, that line, two touchdowns on the road when the last time, especially if it's raining, you have to really key in. And even if you're stacking the box, I think he still does a great job and it's enough to win, but I, I don't think by more than two touchdowns. Possible to push because it's right on an even point number, especially an even touchdown point number. 
but an interesting game. But a couple games I, I think to look out for. One, obviously, is Michigan, Michigan State. ABC game, not game day. Um, Michigan, a 10.5-point favorite at the big house. I mean, this is – I think it's – I think it's Michigan's just – Go out, throttle them. Michigan State is not good this year. They're not good. They're three and one. They're already one and zero in the Big Ten. But looking at some of the numbers, some of the leaders coming into the clubhouse, um, their quarterback doesn't is eight touchdowns. Uh, not the best completion percentage, and not the best total yards. Similarly, though, not the best weather, and I think that favors Michigan in this way. Ty Isaac, great running back. We've seen inconsistent quarterback play from them. So you kind of – the weather kind of forces the ball out of Wilton Spate's hands. Their defense still has been great. They're coming off a bye week. And the big thing that you're going to hear over and over and over is the last time they were here two years ago. Michigan had it all wrapped up. A muffed punt turned into a Michigan State fumble recovery into a touchdown – you know it, it, you know, and it it ended the way it ended. <laughs> but I think going into it, and this kind of ties back into Penn State. They they go into an interesting run of games in the upcoming weeks. They play Michigan at home in, in you know, just a few weeks. They play Ohio State on the road in you know week before that. Um, you know Michigan here getting through an arch rival. Their former little brother, as a, a one Mike Hart once called them. Um, you know, I, I think this is a great game. The Big House is always rocking for these types of games. One of two big rivalry games at home, They're, of course, being Ohio State. Uh, I like Michigan here. I like them to, to cover it. Um, but, you know, I mean, what do you think on this game? Um, I don't have a ton of thoughts on this game, okay. to be honest. I think that it's going to be an easy Michigan win. Like I said, Michigan State is not good this year. Yep. I don't know. They're, they don't play like a normal quote-unquote Michigan State team does. No. So, I don't know. I just think it's, you know, Michigan's to lose. Okay. All right. Well, let's look at your Fighting Irish Technically an ACC game, but it doesn't count as an ACC game because they're not in it for football. But they have to play oh so many games due to you know their basketball and other sports commitment. At North Carolina, a team that you know really has been affected by what's going on and, and was kind of exposed as really missing Mitch Trubisky. They're one and four. Bears starting quarterback Mitch Trubisky. True. Bear, Mitchell now. He, sure. he decided to be mature for the NFL. Okay. Um, <laughs> But yeah, tell me about this game. What 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 should we expect for Notre Dame and really kind of the outlook of the season as a whole as we kind of get towards, you know, there looks like they're going to get bowl eligible, but what can we expect out of this? We should expect Notre Dame to win. Yep, and going forward, <laughs> what what should we expect? I mean, they're over two touchdown favorites, 14 and a half. Um, you like that line? Do you hate it? What tell me I about that? I don't like big lines in general. Yeah. I'm like very. I'm a risk averse person, so the bigger they get, the more I shy away from them. Okay. I'm like a big fan of like the one and a half. The pickums. Yes. All right. <laughs> so I like to do it. Yeah. I get it wrong like seventy five percent of the time. It's good odds to me. 
Um, but what about going forward with the rest of their schedule and, and, and everything there? I mean, they should make a bowl game. Do you think they make New Year's Six? Do you think they're kind of that second tier from there? I mean, I'm looking at their schedule. So they have UNC. I think that's a win. You have U- USC following that, which was Sam Darnold, who's not been playing as – that in L.A. or is it Notre Dame? That is – at Notre Dame. At Notre Dame. Ooh, so, interesting game. That's a good. That's a fun game in South Bend. But I think that the Sam Darnold stock has, as a college quarterback, has fallen a little bit. I don't know that oh, certainly he's fallen on the big boards just because of his talents and skills. But yeah. as a as a college uh, slinger, I don't know that people are he's regarded as highly. So I think that's a winnable game. NC State, I think, is a winnable game. Then you have Wake. Miami, I haven't really watched a ton of hurricane football, so I don't really know. To be honest, nobody really has because of all the stuff Hurricanes. down there. Uh, yeah. Ooh. A little play on words. <laughs> so, was- um, yeah. Then they finish up with Navy and Stanford. So, I mean, a lot of – I don't think that, you know, there's no Alabamas or Clemsons on that schedule. So, I mean, they could win out. They will, but I think that that's – they're gonna, you know, win five of those. Yeah. And so what? That's five, seven the last games. So they'd be nine what? and they'd be ten four. and two. They played. They played twelve games. They've only lost one. Right. Ten and two. Or if they win five to seven, they'd be nine and three. Nine and three. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's it's good enough. You know, good for probably close to New Year's Bowl. Probably a December, December twenty seventh, maybe a certain person's birthday. Bold December twenty eighth. And that's me. Yeah, that is you. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's interesting to see Notre Dame after kind of a subpar year last year, after getting so close to the playoff a couple of years ago. They're well on their way to coming back, hopefully, for just kind of what college. You know, it's always nice when you know, like we've talked about a million times on the baseball podcast. It's always good when the Yankees, Red Sox are good. Notre Dame being good, kind of one of those schools that it's, you know, it's kind of weird when they're out of it, but you know, they're always, they always seem to be back. So we'll see how they do. Um, you know, kind of heading out as we, we wrap up the college football part. And I have one more game I want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? Maryland, Ohio State. Okay. Talk about this. I give a little bit of, a, of it later on the podcast with Matt, but Tell me your take on it. Now, I don't know a ton about either of these teams, like their personnel, et cetera, but okay. I kind of like Maryland in it. Do you like them to win, or do you yeah. just like them on the line? No, the I, line, I say this later, I think the line's terrible. What is the line? The line's like 31 points. Oh, on the line, I 100% line take Maryland. terrible. But I kind of take Maryland to win this game. Yeah. Want to hear the crazy thing? So I'm going to ask you why in a second. The line 31 minus 31 Ohio State, the over under 60 and a half. So call it 61 points. That means they're saying that Ohio State is going to win. What is that? Like 45 to 15? Something like that. That's 45 to 60, 46 to 15 is what they're basically saying. Um, so, okay. But tell me why you like Maryland to win. I just I I watched Maryland play that opening game against Texas. Yep. And 
I mean, Texas, everyone's Texas is back. Texas is not quite back, but they are ranked still. They've had a couple good wins since that. Right. So, I mean, they're not, they're not, you know, your normal week one team. It was a good game to start the season. And I watched Maryland like grit that game out. And Ohio State is 10 right now, which is the lowest that they've been in a while. I think that Ohio State's kind of on going down just a bit. I mean, I don't – Urban Meyer's a great coach. They have good players. I just think that this is not their year. Okay. And I just think that this is a game where, you know, Maryland could sneak in there. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. All right, so two more games I want to talk about. One's going to be quick, but before we get to that one – LSU looking to bounce back against Florida, a game that always seems to be impactful, intriguing, and exciting. They're in different divisions. LSU comes in plus two and a half at Florida. Florida, who is now ranked, and I like LSU here a lot. I think they bounce back, especially after a shit loss to a Troy team. Florida, I still am not sold on. They look terrible against Michigan. They're playing in a wonky SEC East. And, you know, you, you got to love Coach O in, in these types mm-hmm. of scenarios. And, and the gumbo and the big tacos. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's it's – Almost getting close to, to trap game type of vibe for Florida. Game that always seems to matter, and and I think it's one that, that you got to watch out for here. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that one? No, I agree with you. I think that LSU comes back and wins this game. I think that they probably have a lot of um, alumni in that locker room this week trying to hype them up, you know, the Ben Simmons of the world. Could be. I don't think Ben Simmons cares about LSU football. I hope so. But he has get him up here for Temple and he'll be there. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I think that they they need to bounce back from that homecoming loss and this will be a game to do it. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like we asked about, I asked you about Notre Dame. LSU, you kind of have to wonder with Coach O going from interim coach to full coach, they lose this to three and three at the midseason mark. And, you got to kind of wonder how are they going to go forward? They still have to play a lot of their SEC West schedule, Bama, Auburn, Texas A&M. You wonder how they fare. I mean, that comes into a weird scenario where you're putting a lot of pressure on some of those other games to become bowl eligible. Um, you know, pulling up their schedule now, but you, know, you got to kind of like them here. The, the rivalry game, they, you know, it all, Things always kind of get a little interesting when these two teams meet. But, I mean, because just going forward, they, they bounce right back into a game against Auburn, which is loss. At <laughs> Mississippi at the Grove, could be a win, Old Miss. Then at Alabama, uh, throttling. <laughs> week off, or no, not even a week off. Versus Arkansas, loss, probably. I mean, they, they might not be bowl eligible. And, and you kind of had some high hopes for them. Um, losing to Mississippi State, big. It, beating Syracuse by only nine, not so good. Um, I mean, really, your only your only good wins were a shutout of BYU and Chattanooga to be 2-0 in the season. But, you know, the final, the final game I, I want to quickly talk about, I talk about a little further 
with Maddie D is the game day game. It's being played at 3.30 on FS1, but college game day will be there. TCU hosting West Virginia. I think this is a really intriguing game. TCU is favored by just under two touchdowns. Emily, what are your thoughts on this one? I don't have any thoughts on this one. You don't? Why not? Because I don't know anything about either of these teams. So West Virginia's quarterback is Will Greer. Mm -hmm. He used to play for Florida, and then he got caught for steroids. Then he transferred to a – Is he that really old one? Is he old? He's fairly old. I think he's like 25. He went to Louisiana Tech, which is FBS school, but now is at West Virginia. He's transferred twice. He's done pretty well for the Mountaineers to start. Got a great bounce back for their season since playing since playing Virginia Tech. Um, listen on later when Maddie D and I talk about this we'll game, learn about this game, and we can talk about it. Um, but you know that'll do it for our college football coverage, Emily. Before we wrap it up and and flip it over to part two and and wrap things up on the live end for the night, give me your take on the birds. Oh God, they are. I love them so much. All right. So expand, please. I Carson's playing great. Two weeks ago, I was a little iffy because they relied on Carson's arm way too much, but they really got the run game going last week. Okay. And I could watch that LeGarrette Blunt run where he just ran with the defender the entire length of the field like a million times. Jake Elliott, if I ever see him in the bar, I'm going to buy him so many drinks. Yep. Um, I'm sorry, Caleb Sturgis, you probably lost your job. Probably. And I'm feeling I'm feeling really good about the Eagles winning the NFC East. Like one like they're not not gonna win the NFC East. Okay. And yeah. I feel good about the birds. Cardinals this week? Cardinals this week. How are you feeling about the Cardinals? I feel good about the Cardinals. The only thing that ever really scares me about the Cardinals is if Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald get on like this like creepy Zen and pathway where they're just clicking on everything because Larry Fitzgerald can like single-handedly beat you in a game. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, got a, a, you know, got a funny little note that I was reading there, but no, it's, it's interesting. And, and I will say, and the Eagles defense being a little less good because now they're a little banged up, but when they're seven. not banged up, Front seven. I need Fletch back. Fletch isn't back yet. Yeah. When Fletch is back. And I will say, it's a great take. Stay tuned for the second half of the podcast where Maddie D and I talk about the Eagles and our takes on it, our surprises. Maddie D has a great take on the defense. I talk a little bit about the offense and everything. But if you've already listened to it live, you know what we're talking about. Podcasters, stay tuned. That'll do it for us here on the college end of it. Emily, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. I'll see you for basketball. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> housekeeping in, in the midst of the podcast. We are going to be doing a basketball podcast. We'll probably be doing it on Sunday after the Eagles game, so late in the afternoon. But I think that'll do it for the first half of this. Everybody stay tuned for the second half. All right, guys. That was our college football half with thirdandgirl.com's Emily Anderson. We now kick it over to the NFL preview for Week 5 with Maddie D. Enjoy. And we are live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. 
I, of course, am the G-Man. With me, as always, is my boy, throwing up the deuces, even though we just arrived. Matty D, what's up, buddy? Go Flyers, baby. Go Flyers. Go Flyers. I'm fired up. We're fired up. Different sport. I know. I'm sorry. I had to throw it out there, though. I'm just pumped up. All the well, we kind of dropped the ball. We wanted to do a hockey podcast. I realized last night I barely did any hockey prep, hence no tweet out of my picks. Uh, but but right now, me and Matt doing the NFL. For those who are listening live, this is the first of two parts we're doing tonight. Those listening on the podcast, you just listened to the first part, the college football part. I'm assuming we did great, me and third and girl. That will be taping live in a little bit, though, so a little time travel action happening. Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta fire up the old DeLorean. Um, yeah, there's there's a reference that I that I'll will have made in the podcast because third and girl will get it more than than you will. Um, those that know and and our Survivor fans will, will love it. But um, anyway, we're doing NFL. Me and Maddie D. We missed doing the podcast last week because I had to go up to New York, uh, for a little work dinner, but. You know, we did a, we did the written cold hard locks, first ones in a while. But last week, we did a lot better in Pick'em. Interesting week overall. Uh, so surprising games. Matt, what were your big takeaways from it? Well, you know, I, we're starting to see some teams kind of rise to the occasion, which I think is important. But we're also seeing some teams – I think some teams rise to the occasion. I thought a couple big ones for me last week that I was very impressed with um, – one were the Saints kind of getting on track. That was a big surprise pick for me this this past. Uh, you know, we were prefacing me, you, and uh, the Allen himself. Uh, where mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that I t- picked the Saints to win the a- a- NFC South. Now it's a long season. Maybe that's not going to happen anymore. But they they impressed me. The Bills impressed me as well. Uh, but I and and a lot of I mean, you may talk about a couple other teams, but the one team that I'm I'm really really high on, and I think I gave them. Uh, not enough credit would be the Detroit Lions. Three and one, they go into Minnesota, take the Vikings out, who have a great defense on the road. This Vikings, this Lions team, they can play. They've got a great quarterback, playmakers, and a great defense. I was very impressed with them this past weekend. Yeah, they definitely played a a, a great game. Uh, along with that, Amir Abdullah kind of being the guy they drafted. You know, almost a hundred yards, a touchdown, really just taking it and throwing it down the Vikings' throat, that defense that's talked about so much. Uh, it looked a lot like Amir Adula at Nebraska and and a little bit of what we've seen flashes of in the NFL. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how the Vikings go forward. Case Keenum has basically just been a stopper. Um, you know, yeah. it could have been a lot worse for them. They, uh, of course, play the the Steelers, the, the Lions. And, uh, but, you know, uh, Bradford was practicing this week. I, I don't think there's an official if he's going to play or not, but – they could have a an interesting run, one that that I think you and I both talked about it in the locks that I was pretty impressed about. The Bengals, big win, grant, albeit over Cleveland, but still looked great. I think, you know, I think they're back. I think whatever issues they had, I think they got they kind of figured out. Um, you're still missing Tyler Eifert, so you know, right that what it is. But you know, I mean, Joe Mixon's looking good. They have a trio of of running backs that you can hand the ball off to. You go to, up to Buffalo this week, so that'll that'll be an interesting matchup. We'll get to that though in the the cold hard locks. Yes, sir. You know, I also was going to say I think um, the Vikings in a difficult NFC North losing Dalvin Cook. While I'm a big fan, yeah, we didn't of, even talk about that. I mean, but Latavius Murray, 
is coming in. He's going to be the main guy coming in now. He was kind of unused because he was similar to Dalvin, but I mean, he's a big time back. He had a great couple of years in Oakland. Yeah, uh, I love that defense. You know what? I'm going to be honest though. If I'm the Vikings, do and I was talking to my dad about this tonight. Actually, would a team like the Vikings or the Broncos call up, say, a Chargers or a the Saints and say, "Hey, what do you want for your quarterback?" Think about the San Diego Chargers. They're not winning games. They did just cut. They did just cut their kicker, who cost them probably two this year. But man, if if, if somebody came to the Chargers with the right offer for Philip Rivers, would the Vikings or the Broncos? Would, I mean, maybe they won't go. To, maybe they won't go to the Broncos because they're in the same division. But would one of those two teams maybe want to make an offer like that? Because the Vikings with Philip Rivers on them, they're they're more than a force to be reckoned with. And I mean, I'm not trying to put Can down Bradford. Philip Rivers but, to Stephon Diggs. Oh my gosh, I mean, Stefan Diggs has been nothing but a superstar so far this year. With Sam I mean, Bradford and Case right, Keenum. Right. I mean, he you know he reminds me of uh, DeAndre Hopkins, right? Hopkins has great has had great seasons without a great quarterback. Yeah. So yeah, very good impressed uh, with him. I also thought I mean, I was disappointed though in a few teams. The Falcons really let me down. Um I, I'm not saying the Bills are a garbage football team, not at all, but man, I, you can't lose at home when people are talking about how you guys are the best team in the NFC. Uh, I thought that was really poor by them. I also thought the Jaguars had a real chance to kind of lock themselves in as a surprise team, and they they lose to the Jets. And I, I, the Jets have won two games. What are they doing? They're supposed to be losing, but very disappointed in them as well. Goddamn Jets. Yeah, I really thought they're the one team that I think really you have to scratch your head with uh, would be the Baltimore Ravens. Not that they lost to the Steelers or that they were supposed to be really good, but the Steelers are one of their biggest rivals, and you lose 26-9 to at home. Well, two straight weeks of just shit play. I know one's London, so you have to kind of right. almost think of that as a Thursday night game, but still, what is it, nine points, two weeks? Joe Flacco had a little bit of a rebound week, but still, I mean, that's off barely double digits if you even got there in London. Yeah. I, I – I if you can't wake up for the Steelers on your home turf, you know it's one of those weird teams where what do you do? What what changes do you make? You, you've brought some some veterans in, you know you, your defense is supposed to be really good, but your defense, you know, they can't withstand thirty five carries from Legarrette Blunt and, yeah. and the poor play of Joe Flacco. So I don't know what the answer is there at Baltimore. You mean Le'Veon Bell? They're two and oh, sorry, Le'Veon Bell. Excuse me, they're two yeah. and two. It's not like their season's over. Um, but no, I was not really disappointed. I'm, I'm a, I'm a believer in that defense and I hope they can figure it out on offense. They need to start looking like a, a team that knows their defense is good and, and, and kind of battle through it. Yeah. It's um, interesting. Cause there's, there's a ton of two and two teams in the AFC. So by no means is any of this really out of the question. I mean, we're almost seeing a lot of kind of everybody's, Shuffling around in the middle, a couple teams are up there. The Chiefs, uh, you know, they're they're four they're four zero. I mean, the Patriots are two and two. Um, even in the NFC, the Cowboys are two and two. A lot of people thought they could jump out big. Right, Dolphins at one and two, but you know, again, London, um, and and really, I mean, Jay, Jay Cutler kind of proved uh, what he's in for on that that wild card, <laughs> the, the wildcat play. Right, um, right. But but a lot of teams at two and two. I mean, including the Jets, that that, that kind of puts it you know kind of a put the stamp on where we are in the 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 quarter mark uh you know nothing against the jets but we all we all know where where this is heading towards so you know 
we'll see how it all how it all ends up. I mean, not a ton of divisional games so far. Obviously, the ultimate separator and not the ultimate equalizer. Right. Um, in terms of where the records and, and how teams fall, but uh, definitely a, a lot of bunching up in the middle and, and teams kind of itching to to jump ahead of one another. Well, I mean, I think it shows you the fantastic parody that I don't think you see in enough sports. I think football is one of the kings of this. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not bringing down other sports, but you look at, um, say, maybe baseball to an extent. Not really the NHL. They've always been good with the parody, but uh, college basketball has been this. I mean, um, NF, uh, the NBA has been this way. Yeah. This league is not a top-heavy league. Now, no. No, the no, no, best no. quarterbacks tend to rise to the top, Rodgers and Brady. You know, there's those te- but, you know, they're generational players, but those teams don't win it every year. Um, I think you're just seeing a lot, and I think you're seeing teams learn to win in different ways, which is impressive. Uh, if you would have told me that the Bills were going to be three and one and the Jets were going to be two and two by week five, I would have laughed. I would have laughed you out of the building. Um, and here they are, the Bills leading the division, the Jets out of nowhere, looking like a decent NFL football team. Um, that's it's impressive to me. Um, that it also shows you the coaching. I mean, these coaches put a lot of time and effort into their game plans, and game planning is huge. And it don't undervalue, you know, a decent coach. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say a great coach because I, I like Sean McDermott up in Buffalo, but um, I'm blown away by the Bills being three and one. I don't like what do they have really? Their defense was supposed to be bottom of the half, bottom half, and their offense was supposed to be kind of rebuilding itself with no wide receivers, and they're here at three and one. I'm impressed. Well, three and one with a, or no, the Dolphins were the ones that lost to the Jets. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you can make the argument with Atlanta that they played pretty shitty, um, but yeah, they, they've done a, a good job at it of of kind of putting themselves in the right spots. A guy who I honestly wouldn't have thought he'd be even anywhere close to to what the outcome or the output we're seeing from him is Charles Clay. Yeah, uh, doing a great job at tight end. Uh, he's a guy that's been kind of up and down. Sometimes a good fantasy pickup for really just, and and he's been surefire for the last couple of weeks. Got over a hundred yards, I think, again uh, for, and I mean that in two straight weeks this past week with 112 and and just five catches. Um, so I mean, th- there's one right there for that Buffalo team. And, and where they are, um, I, I mean, say- and, and the Rams, uh, you know, them yeah. coming into into Dallas and, and really picking up the win. Jared Goff looking like a number one draft pick. And I think that's, well, it's big. I mean, I was going to say, if you want to talk about a potential statement game, now that win last week was good, but we're only, we've, you're going to go, you're going to bring in the Seahawks who have really been the team of the division for the past five, six years. They're going to come visit the Rams this coming week. I don't want to jump too far, but that's, that's the kind of – I think the problem with the Rams, and I, I really love this team. The defense looks fantastic as expected. Aaron Donald is a superstar. Um, can Todd Gurley, who right now might be matching Kareem Hunt for best running back in football at the moment, oh, yeah. sustain the amount of touches and, and activity in a game that he is sustaining? And I hope he can because, quite frankly, he's fantastic. Uh, but something that I'm definitely interested in seeing how much he can hold up. Now, he's never had injury issues once he got healthy coming out of college, but still, I mean, I think that's something you'd want to watch um, without a doubt. So, yeah, yeah I, I was going to also mention I thought that um, I thought that there's a couple teams that have really 
I don't know, disappointed isn't. I mean, we talked about the Ravens a little bit, but I was going to mention the the young teams that kind of they ride high and then crash low. And the two that I thought of were the Titans and the Raiders. Yep. I mean, well, these both, are. Yeah. I was going to say both have had kind of a rough go at it. Uh, unfortunately, again, the the Raiders losing Derek Carr at least for for the time being, and, yeah. and Marcus Mariota I think was practicing this week. I think he's questionable for Sunday. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how they go. And, but you're absolutely right. They're young teams, a lot of young talent, even their, their vets, at least on the, the Oakland side of it, Michael Crabtree's a maybe he got cleared this week. I think he's going to play, but you know, even though that the, uh, there's no more Q next to his name on the fantasy lineup, <laughs> you, know, you still gotta, gotta wonder how he's going to perform this week. Right. Um, you know, and it's an interesting start him, sit him debate that you can have really leading up until that game on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and I, I think that's really tough. And this is like this is what's so impressive about young quarterbacks who consistently win, um, and how hard it is for teams to you know come up week in and week out. These like the Titans uh, throttled a couple teams, and they they go in and they they get thumped by the Texans. Uh, and it makes you appreciate the talent of some of the great quarterbacks in the league that are consistently doing as needed. Um, but I I mean these these if Derek Carr's injury is going to hurt that team yep. uh, because I, EJ Manuel is not a great backup. Uh, and I'm concerned about the Raiders. I don't think their defense is as good as advertised. I love Khalil Mack. Don't get me wrong. And if you know the Eagles can trade for him, let's do it. Uh, but I don't love that defense. And I don't know if Marshawn Lynch can do it all by himself anymore without a decent mm-hmm. passing game. And I'm pretty ticked off because I've got Amari Cooper and he looks terrible too in a couple fantasy leagues. Um, to me, they've got much more of an issue than the Titans simply because that division might be the best division in football, uh, the AFC West. Yeah, yeah, it's been um, definitely what we, you and I talked – or you, me, and Alan talked about in the preview of that it could go any which way on on how it's been going. I have, you know, of course, picked the, the Raiders to – take the division uh, and that that's not looking so good right now, but um, yeah, you know, they, they come into Denver risky game for me to pick, you know, bad one, uh, bad loss for me, but they, you know, they're, they've been up and down and yeah, that defense hasn't been as impressive as it, as it once was. Um, but definitely in a, an interesting spot. And it's, it's kind of rings back to those mid to late two thousands NFC East divisions were really, you got into the start of the season, and there's one team, usually the Redskins, who would fall early. But the other three, it was kind of who's gonna who's gonna outlast this 17 week brawl and right. you know, win the division, let alone make the playoffs. Because I think there was numerous occasions where all three did. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't be excited more excited to, to watch the NFC East and how it all has been going and uh. We're uh we're sitting pretty right now. <laughs> well, I got to ask you, what has surprised you most this year about our Eagles? That's a good question. I would have said, looking just you know more recency bias at how great Legarrette Blunt was against a Chargers defense that you might want to think could have posed a, a serious threat for them comparatively to who they faced. Really Kansas city might be one that you, that you thought would hold them up a, a, a ton. Um, Carson's look great. And I've been, I've been pretty bullish on it. We've talked about uh, my conversations with my Cleveland friends about him, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I the thing that that I'd probably say it doesn't surprise me. It it still just disappoints me that they haven't addressed it a ton. Is the secondary just still is is their Achilles heel, and and mm-hmm. you saw it with with even uh, the formerly San Diego Chargers taking advantage of it <laughs> with the gunslinger, right. the gunslinger that is Philip Rivers. You know, and, and it, on a good passing team, it'll be interesting this weekend with a team like Arizona that has really just next man up type of of wide receiving core that could just really th- run over them, you know, quite literally run and throw over them uh, and, and see how it all goes. Um, but, you know, I mean, I couldn't be happier with a three and one pick, um, you know, or three and one, uh, three and one start three, one record. Thank you. Um, and Arizona coming into town, you know, it, it'll be an interesting game this weekend. Yeah. I, I mean, I think this is a, this is a tough game. I don't think anybody needs to overlook the Cardinals ever. Um, not with Larry Fitzgerald, not with that defense, which I don't think enough Philly fans are aware of how strong that Cardinals pass rush is. Chandler Jones, Golden, um, Patrick Peterson on the outside is probably going to eliminate Alshon Jeffrey from the conversation. And uh, Tyron Matthew will be down on the slot doing a lot of I was about to say, yeah, their their secondary is going to cause a lot of problems. To me, this is a low-scoring game. And I do think the one positive for us is this offensive line for the Cardinals has looked really poor. They want to have that downfield passing game. And without David Johnson, that will limit them to some extent. Um, I would say, though, I think the one thing that's really surprised me in a good way for the Eagles has been the play of this linebacking core. And uh, I have been blown away. To me, Jordan Hicks looks like an all-pro at the middle. Playmaker, always in the right spot. Nigel Bradham does not get, to me at least, the press that I think he should get for what he does, both stuffing the run and, and being a playmaker. And Michael Kendricks, he's, he's, he's an, a fascinating player because in today's world, you really don't need three. You need two great linebackers because you play so much nickel. But having somebody like Michael Kendricks who can come in uh, you know, for 60, 50, 60% of the snaps and make the plays that he has made, I've been blown away by this linebacker core. I don't know if they get the praise because everyone watches the defensive ends. They watch the cornerbacks get burned. Um, and I don't put it all in the cornerbacks. You've got a second-year, seventh-round pick and a rookie starting on the outside right now. That's that's difficult for any team. Um, but I've been definitely impressed with the linebacking core and our ability for our defense to – they need to clean up the big plays. We're one of the worst teams in the in yeah. the uh, in the fourth quarter. A quarter-back. lot of big plays. Yeah. Now, part of that's the the youth. Part of that's communication. So we can see them kind of clear that up, though. I'm I would be impressed. This defense to me looks like it's good enough to drive us to the playoffs. I don't know outside of that, but at least in the playoffs to drive us a little farther. So let me ask you this: Do you think no matter what, are they? They're not a team that gets a buy. They're First round, they're either a wild card or division winner, but three or four seed. I would say that. I, I think. Um, I think the one thing that you have to be, you know, you have to look at at least um, is the rest of the division. And I think you know, there's a couple teams to me that really stand out. Uh, the Packers being one, the Lions being one. Yeah. Um, but they're in the same division, although, so they can't both take one and two. No, that's true. Although I do have to say. When you look around, and this is it's two, we're week five, so we're not that far. But when you look around the leagues, I think the one thing that to, to definitely note is this: is there a team that has a stranglehold on a division 
And no. normally I'd well, if we I would I would have said the Seahawks, but we've seen the Rams and the Cardinals are two and two, but we we've seen even, them not play as well. Yeah. I was going to say, even with the Rams, even if they weren't three and one, the Rams have played so well against the Seahawks in the last four years that that's even like the Seahawks kind of stumbling a little bit. That's the perfect opportunity with a Rams team that started hot. I'm not saying Jared Goff's going to come out this weekend and, and throw for a million yards, but you know, you never know that that team plays really well. Todd Gurley, if he sets it up, if he sets it up and spreads the ball out or enables them to spread the ball out. That could that'll be a fun game to watch. Um, no, no, without a doubt. I, I yeah. just think, yeah. I mean, I, now, so, so the, I guess you have to judge it on: is there a team out there that we think is going to be dominating, dominated division in the NFC? And I don't. I thought it was going to be the Seahawks. I really did, but simply because the rest of the division I thought was going to be that poor. We've seen the Rams and the Cardinals play well. The NFC uh, South looks like a bloodbath. I was about to say the NFC South. Holy crap! That right. is not nearly what I thought it would be. Uh, right. Even Atlanta, who you know, for all intents and purposes, is three and one. I mean, the Bills' loss is their first one, but they didn't look good. No. Um, we'll we'll see how it all yeah. goes. You know, everything that happened with Cam Newton this week, and he's a little bit banged up anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it how it all goes. But yeah, that division, I would have thought, you know, they could be battling for two wild card right. spots. And, and we talked about that a little bit to to I begin. Just, I don't want to overhype the Eagles because I love so No, much, I don't either. But they, they have holes. But I also don't want to discredit them and say that there's no way they could have a bye. I, I don't I don't want to say they're going to, because that's not right. I do think they have a clear chance to win this division. Sure. The Cowboys play six more six more games. Six, that's a six. Six more games out of their time zone. That affects teams. They've got some road trips to handle. I, I think there's a chemistry issue there, um, especially offensively. The Giants look terrible. I don't think the Redskins – they're a good team. Uh, they can, But they've lost some games they should have won, maybe even this past Monday night against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think we have a great chance to win the division. Assuming yep. we continue to play football like we're playing it, yep, running the ball, balanced offense, defense that's bending. We need to re- remove the big plays. We we can't be giving up those big plays, but we need to win the turnover battle. And we've been doing it. Yeah, they did. A re- they did a great job of that last week against San Diego. Um, we'll see how it goes this week with with uh, Arizona, uh, but but definitely a uh, an interesting one to boot. You'll be down there as per usual. Um, I'll probably be just chilling here, depending on how my my Saturday goes. Um, but we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Let's move on though, right to our pick'em, the cold hard locks, as the fans as the uh, fans know, the fan favorite for our football coverage. Interesting week for us last week. We went. I got eight points. I actually, you know, we both rebounded from our abysmal week three. Right. You did p- pull away. Matt now up at 2-0-2 on the season, this young season. Uh, the kid's been down before, so we'll uh, <laughs> trust in the process here. Not giving up yet. We'll go right into the Thursday game. We're right now at the two-minute warning. The Bucks came in at a five-and-a-half-point underdog at home against the Patriots, losing 7-10. to Matt, I took the Bucks here. I think that – and I was saying to, to one of my coworkers who's a big Patriots fan – I'm a little bummed that this isn't a Sunday game because this could have yeah. been 
an awesome like 425 game to lead us right into Sunday night football. Um, you know, the, the Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman game, even, you know, uh, you know, it's, I guess it's an AFC away game. So we get Jim Nance and Tony Romo, you know, have we gotten Tony Romo calling Tom Brady play yet? That seems like the ultimate, so. like that would be true. That seems truly fascinating to me. Yeah. That's, that'd be the, the kind of the ultimate there. Yeah. But yeah kind of back to my pick. I, I just think Tampa Bay five and a half points at home, a Patriots defense. That's looked very shaky. Um, the offense it is clicking. They're getting it going, but, you know, do they pull away from it? Can Jameis get it going? Thursday night's a wonky, wonky game. I tried to use this with the Bears last week. They were on the road, of course. Uh, but, but you know, the home game, home dog, got to love it. No, I, I, I mean, I understand. I, I, I still went Pats. Um, they, they, you know, you piss them off and they so tend to drive. Check. So I, I had to take them to cover. They're driving right now, by the way. So it's kind of biased for me. But I was, you know, my boy, you know, my boy, you know, my boy. Got to open this game up soon. Um, so I took the Patriots in this one to cover. I think they're going to end up whipping this team. Uh, this this Tampa Bay team better watch out. They're going to start to crumble amongst each other if they're not careful. Yeah, that that's very true. Um, Deshaun's had kind of a interesting uh, way of getting a. Uh, getting acclimated to the team and, and we'll see if uh, he stirs things up quite literally, but <laughs> moving on uh, first game I got on the one o'clock slate, the Buffalo bills coming to Cincinnati. I uh, flipped them earlier, Cincinnati hosting the bills two and a half point favorite against the three and one bills team on the road. I think this one is, is a layup. I think it's a really bad line to the bills. Uh, and that's that's what I'm going to go with. And right now, ESPN has 70 percent of people picking Buffalo. Don't okay. have the Vegas numbers, but okay. What do you got? I got to tell you, I like this Bengals team. They're a little. There's finally a little fire underneath of them. I think they've got mm-hmm. a really good offense and a and a better defense than people think. They got off to a rough start. Andy Dalton's kind of weathered the storm, and I think the Bills are a little overhyped. I got to go. I got to go Bengals here. I'm going to go against. Okay. You. So I'm going Bengals to cover that two and a half because it's basically, a, I mean, two and a half. Songs. Yeah, it's a field goal. Yeah, a field goal. It's yeah. a home team, home team discount. And I'm picking them also because they're the home team. Um, but I like the Bengals this week to to start off early and uh, and steal a win. Okay, all right, I can certainly see that. Um, yeah, I went I went Bills as I said. I I think love we'll Sean, see how they I go. Sean McDermott though. Yeah, he I he do. can uh, he can draw it up. The uh, the toilet bowl game of the week is the next one we got. The New York Jets traveling to Cleveland, and I think for the second week in the row in a row, the Cleveland Browns are a home or no for the second time is in three weeks because the the Browns were home favorites against the the Indianapolis Colts two weeks ago. They are home favorites against the New York Jets, a point and a half. Um, you you got to think it's it's. Uh, the Jets to to go above 500 for a team that a lot of people were thinking could go it, but I'm actually going to take the Browns here. I think uh, I think the Jets they sort of run out of magic and maybe they realize that they should be tanking. Uh, and um, surprisingly, I'm taking the Browns. They got to win one game. <laughs> I am so with you there. This is their shot. I. Uh, there's so much to like about this Browns team. I want to, I want, I, I, there's nothing more in football outside of an Eagles championship and a Carson Wentz statue outside 
uh, the stadium than a Cleveland Browns team to be good again. And I don't mean good like Derek Anderson, Braylon Edwards, one year good. I mean, like, I want this team to be back. I love I, – I, they deserve it, and I, and I hope that this is coming for them. I do. Yeah, it, it would be nice to see. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it all goes for this game. Uh, catch up one surprisingly on Fox, a game between two AFC teams, right. um, shockingly. Uh, but moving on, another game on Fox in the 1 o'clock slate, the Detroit Lions hosting the Carolina Panthers. Both teams in three at one, basically a pick them. Detroit minus two and a half. I am going to go with the Lions. We talked about uh, Cam Newton being a little banged up coming into the week. You know, and I, and I like that Lions defense. They're surprisingly doing well, and I think uh-huh. they could uh, they can contain that Carolina that Carolina offense a little a uh, little more than than we might expect. You're a smart man. You're a smart man. I, I there's some Carolina's a good team, but I love this Lions team. They've got some moxie to them. Stafford leading that charge, and uh, it's a good way word. for the Panthers as well. Uh, well. I love a lot of that team. I'm going Lions as well to cover. I got to tell you, you look over these games, there's a lot of games that are really close. I mean, and this is one of those games, two really good, two good teams, three and one, trying to make a statement. Uh, I think you got to go Lions, though. I'm with you. That You're right, that defense, great pass rush. Sneakily good. Sneakily good. And, they're, and you know what? They're playing as a unit, which is, which is really important. Yeah, that's certainly it. It's a great point. Great way to put it. But moving um, on. I was gonna say, is my, I got, your next one another toilet bowler. I had uh, that's two picks for way for me, but we can okay. go right into it. You talking no, no. Niners Colts? Yeah, I was thinking Niners Colts. I was wondering how you felt about this game. I think this is a fascinating game to me. Um, I went Niners to cover. I I think they squeak one out against a Colts team that is struggling without Andrew Luck, and I not that Jacoby Brissett is any anything bad. I just I think it's one of those games where the Niners need they need a win. I know they're on the road, but they need a win, and I think this is one of those ones where they get one. Yeah, so it's interesting. You know, you have a, a two teams that are combined one and seven coming into this game. Uh, not very good defenses. Can't really run or can't really defend the run very well. Not really the best quarterbacks. I, I agree with you. I'm going San Francisco just because they have a better quarterback. Uh, although Frank Gore goes off and isn't incredibly old, as he sometimes can play like. Uh, that could be a Colts win. You can see why they're the hometown favorites. Right. But, you know, I got to go San Francisco as well. Um, the next one I had was Tennessee at Miami. Tennessee, a road two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, this one is intriguing because Marcus Mariota, you, you're not sure. It, do we have an update? Is he going to be playing? Yeah, as far as I saw last, questionable. Yeah, that's um, what I saw too. Yeah. Tell me, tell me you so, did what I think you did. Did you, did you, did you swing it? Did you change it up on me? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing for the fences here. Gotta, gotta make something interesting. I'm gonna go Miami. Jay Cutler, you know, he's uh, the big swinging dick down there. We'll see how he, uh, he slings it with him. So I, I gotta tell you, I, I actually went the same way. Uh, yes. Oh. I mean, this oh, is assuming. This is fully assuming that. Uh, Mariota is not play. healthy. Yeah. There is a ton of talent, though, on that Dolphins team, which is blo- it's mind-boggling to me. That's uh, there's so much talent. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think Mariota, even if he plays, is going to be the same quarterback. This has been his problem since he started in this league, and so I'm very concerned with him 
long-term. You've got to be able to stay healthy in this league, and he needs to start staying healthy in this league. Yeah, the um, one thing that could that could be interesting is if he is not totally healthy, seeing him as a pocket, more pocket quarterback, because that's right. basically the way he can circumvent the way he plays. Um, but the way that he utilizes Delaney Walker against this defense, I mean, he's been – one of Mariota's best friends since he came into the league and in, in, you know, now his third year, um, you know, look out for him to potentially have a big game against Miami. Uh, either way. I mean, you know, the guy, the guy kind of fits in with, with that flow very well. Um, the running backs though, too, with, with Tennessee could be interesting, but that Miami defense could surprise some people. Right. No, I, I'm with you, and I, I think this is one where they, the, the Dolphins could steal. They, they should, they should win at home. To me, I don't love this line, but I, Mariota didn't really practice. They're very hesitant, and my concern is, I'm gonna be honest. If you're the Titans, you're playing in a division that I don't think is really, really strong. Right, one and three Colts. Um, you know, you've got the uh, the fading uh, the the, uh, the Cardinals the. Um, the Jaguars at two and two, uh, the Texans at two and two. Do you really need to play Mariota this week? If you think there's any chance that his re- his injury issue could be higher, I wouldn't even play him. Yeah, that's a good point. Keep him healthy. Figure it all out. Um, yeah, especially in, not in a division game, but interesting play in general. But we'll we'll see how it all goes. Mm. Moving on, three more one o'clock games. Next one I got is L.A. coming. Back east, face the Giants. Somebody's going to get a win here. <laughs> oh, and eight combined. I'm going to take the Giants. In okay. a, uh, mainly just because, and, and you hear this a lot, and it's uh, the old adage of, of traveling across the country. Uh, for whatever reason, West Coast teams struggle more than their East Coast counterparts of, of going east versus East Coast teams coming west. Um, New York, you got to think that it's all going to come and click at some point. Uh, and it, it really hasn't. So, you know, somebody's been off on a different, you know, different plane, if you will, of, right. of you know, consciousness of, of how that team just hasn't been able to put something together. They got close against the Eagles last week was, you know, I, I don't know how to compare it to the Eagles game, but <laughs> I think this is where they finally get it done. Um, I don't know necessarily if it's a bloodbath. I think it could be close, but I'm going to go Giants. Do they cover? Yes, I think they win by a touchdown. I like it. I mean, I like it. I just think, first of all, is this like the most fun dumpster fire game of the week? Two zero and four teams, but there's so much intrigue here. Two teams everybody I, thought was going to be good too. Well, not even good, but just well, especially the Giants. Yes, I also think the Chargers thought that they would be more competitive. Although, once again, they should probably be two and two. Yeah. I mean, their field goal kicker gets one blocked and misses one. Um, I think I took the Chargers here. Okay. I, I don't I it's they're a weird team because I don't know why they're bad. Like when you look at the roster, you look at the positional players, you think to yourself, how is this team 0 4? They've got a great quarterback, quote unquote, a great running back. They should have a great receiving core. Offensive line, there's something to be desired there, but it's not the worst in the league. They've got some playmakers on defense, some pass rushers, and yet they're 0 4. There's something missing there from that team. Um, but I do think they take out a Giants team that personally I think they've got some serious problems, and I think it starts with their quarterback. Eli Manning has not looked, to me, particularly sharp. Now, the team around him hasn't helped him. 
but the defense is pretty darn good. And so I, I think he's made some, I don't, I, you know, he needs to pick it up. Um, the whole offense cannot be Odell Beckham Jr. And I, I'm concerned. This is, this team is not good. Uh, and mm. I'm taking the chargers here. I think Phillip gets one done with that gunslinger mentality in a, in a fascinating matchup of the first and second picks in the draft. Yeah, very true. The, uh, the what would have been bowl. But we move on to our birds against the other birds. The <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles minus six and a half at home hosting the Arizona Cardinals. A very intriguing matchup. We talked about this a little bit before. Um, that six and a half is a weird line for me. The Eagles were five and a half, I think, hosting the Giants, and they won on that last second field goal from Jake uh, Jake Elliott. I almost called him Jake Allen. Been watching too much hockey, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Cardinals. But they, I think the Eagles win. So Cardinals with the points is what I'm gonna take. I agree. I like Cardinals with the points. Eagles win the game, you know, by three, four points, something like that. Yeah. Um, this Cardinals team, I I really like this team. I like everything but Carson Palmer, really, mostly because I, he's just so immobile at this stage in his career. But um, very. So I like I like the defense. I also don't think the Eagles as good as I think as as well as they've played to win games. I don't think they're that that kind of team that just blows teams out of the water. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm going Cardinals cover, but Eagles win. Yep, that's a good way to put it. Uh, next one I got last one o'clock game: Jacksonville Jaguars plus eight and a half at the Steelers. That's a lot of points for a Jaguars team that you know really it, we talked about it before could have could have done something last week. Lost to the Jets. I think you're giving the Steelers extra points on that. Um, this Jaguars team did some serious damage over in London. Um, I think it's just a lot of points. I'm going to take the Jaguars with points. I think they do still lose in the Steel City, um, but that's just a ton of points to give up. No, I, that, that, that's a decent amount of points. I just love the Steelers at home. I think Big Ben plays better at home. Le'Veon Bell is starting to get into a groove, which would scare teams. And Antonio yep. Brown, after his frustration, I do think he bounces back in a big way. So I will take the Steelers to cover there. So a little bit of okay. an intrigue for us point-wise. I also yeah, think absolutely. the Jaguars, as much as I love their defense, their offense might start to come back down to earth. And this Steelers defense can straight up play. Yeah, they can. That's a really yeah. good point. It's a very good defense. The, uh, the Steel Curtain if you it, will. Uh, not as good as the, the steel curtain of old, but I was going to say it's much more of a speedy defense. Ryan Shazier, yeah. uh, TJ Watt, Bud Dupree. They, they can fly around the football field. They, these can. Days they, out can, there. Yeah, they can do, they can do some serious stuff. That's the, really the only wacky line this week. Yeah, uh, I don't, well, I don't, that well, I would say that in the Eagles line is a little strange to me. Yeah. Um, mostly yeah. because uh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It might be just trying to beg you to take, take Arizona or beg you to take the Eagles. But, you know, the lines are always a little intriguing. But next one I got, Baltimore Ravens traveling out to Oakland, plus three and a half as the Raiders are the home favorites. Uh, Derek Carr not playing, so I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Yeah, are you um, surprised by that line like I am? I am, actually. Yeah, no. I mean, who's their backup? I should know this, but I don't know who they're who's – who's playing quarterback? EJ Manuel. That's right. That's right. I, I don't even understand this line. I, I know the Ravens yeah. have looked terrible, but the Raiders, I don't care where they are, the Raiders without Derek Carr, EJ Manuel to me is is a is a poor quarterback in the yeah. league. 
I, I've never liked him. I didn't even like him out of college. He was, by the way, he was the first Missed. quarterback taken in his draft. He was like 17th or something like that out of Florida State. I, I think this game is, I think the, Raider, the Ravens are going to get back on track and they're going to they're gonna kind of bludgeon this Raiders team this week. No, that's a that's a great way to put it. It's going to be uh, going to be an interesting game. Interesting game, but the next one we've talked about it a lot. We might as well finally make our pick on it. Seattle Seahawks plus two and a half traveling to the Coliseum to face the Rams. Really, really intriguing line. Matt, take it away for us. I am going all the way, Seahawks. Okay. I, I think they've turned a page. This defense is fantastic. No defense that Todd Gurley ha- – I mean, that Todd Gurley and um, Jared Goff has seen looks anything like this Seahawks defense who have started to come together. I think they pull one out. The Rams have historically, past couple years, played the Seahawks really tough and won, but they've always been poor. Now they're good. I think this is one of those cases where a young team takes a step back Mm-hmm. And the, 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 it's the line. I mean, I have a one point line as far as I can see. To me, that's so it's a toss up essentially. Yeah. But I, I think the Seahawks win. I, I, uh, but hey, you may think differently. So I don't. I also think okay. the Seahawks. Good I think man. this Rams team kind of but, finds its kind of finds its level. I think this is an interesting, uh, interesting way for them to come out. But uh, you know, I think just like the LA crowds, I don't think the Rams show up to this game. Yeah, I, I could see that, right? I, I could completely see that happening. Um, I'm surprised they're a favorite, to be honest. Like, I, I, I could see them being a minus or plus two, two and a half uh, at home, but I don't know. Maybe you're just thinking they just beat the Cowboys, so they're trying to trying to get some some intrigue on this game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fascinating game, and I do think the Rams look better. But um, I will say though, the one thing that's really worried me about it, if you're a Seahawks fan, it's been their pass rush. Has looked really bad. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they, they, you know, Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett, Frank Clark, Sheldon Richardson. That pass rush should be better, and they have not been. So that's right. It should be a yeah. lot better. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there in that regard. Um, but it, it should be a really good game, and a really exciting. the four o'clock games are great because the second, the next one we're going to talk about, I think, is one of the most most important games of the week. And that's the Packers visiting the Cowboys. Yep. I've got it at two I points. think this is Yeah, go ahead. Incredibly intriguing. You got it at minus two for the for the Cowboys. I have it at I one do. and a half. Regard same difference, basically, because uh, that's incredibly hard to push. Right. Um but yeah, it's definitely a interesting game. You would have thought that that maybe both of these teams could be could have been four and oh coming into it. Um, especially given everything that, that the Cowboys ended up getting away from. Um, yeah, I mean, this this is a great game. I think easily one of the best games of the week. Uh, it's a reason why it's the, the 425, the Joe Buck, Troy Aikman right. special, even though still kind of bugs me Troy Aikman gets to call Cowboy games. It's a little weird. I understand, although I've never really seen him typical. He's not really a homer. It's not, it's not right. Tim McCarver-like as another say, Joe, like- Buck, Car- Joe Buck partner, but... And like Kirk, like Kirk Herbstreet does college football, and he's a big uh, – Yeah, he's a big OSU guy. You're right. Never, right. I, I, if I didn't know that, you'd never know, right? He does That's a very true. Then if you had no idea. Um, I'm trying to think of – you could say that about Joe Buck with the Cardinals, uh, and he's a self-admitted Cardinals fan. Tim McCarver was the same way. 
uh, when he was still doing games. Um, that's baseball, of course. I can't think of anybody in football really in, on a national scene that no. really, really favor one way or the other. That's the one thing about Joe Buck that you can at least give him with football is that he does does a stand-up job, even though he, he can sometimes be – seems like he has a little bit of favoritism one way or the other, and you kind of figure out who he wants to win, but not really that bad. It's not as bad as him doing baseball. No, I agree. I uh, I definitely think um, it'll still be – I mean, this this game. I There's so much layer to this game, but I think the big thing is how, how do the Cowboys respond? Because yeah. a great team responds a great game. And I'm concerned. If I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm concerned um, about them. So we'll see what happens. Uh, okay. But I, I'm taking the, the – I'm taking – you can never pick against Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers to cover – the same boat. Yeah, I think they pull it out. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. It depends on obviously not, – not actually obviously – who plays with Aaron Rodgers, but he he does a lot of what Tom Brady can do. He makes a lot of players around him look great, and I think that he can do the same thing no matter who's actually in for them. You know, obviously a lot of different injuries going around, but although they might all play though, yeah, they might. Uh, shockingly, they might all right. play, but um, yeah, you know, and if so, I mean, expect it to be almost. Kind of like the old the the Eagles with Donovan McNabb, where he he would pass to like eight different people. We, we see that a lot with Aaron Rodgers, anyway. But it really, if they're all playing, expect a lot of rotations, a lot of different people getting involved. Nobody really being the favorite target of the week. And if so, it's you're not getting as as many as you might expect out of the, out of the true favorite. Right, right. And I I mean it's a great game. I think the four o'clock slates are fantastic. Um, I don't know if I love the night games, but I, I mean, I, I think the, the, the Sunday night football game could be interesting. Chiefs visiting the Texans. Chiefs pulled one out last week, so definitely exciting. They're a one-point favorite on the road, which I know the Texans have looked good, but I'm still surprised that the undefeated Chiefs are only a one-point point favorite. Maybe I'm wrong, but I do think so. Yeah, it, it's one of those where you almost think they give – the the home team like an extra couple points for being at home right um a lot of it too Deshaun Kaiser not Deshaun Kaiser Deshaun Watson looked great last week um you know and uh I I took a big dice roll against you in fantasy and picked him up because Kirk Cousins is on a bye uh so we'll see how that goes and I don't think it's influencing my pick because I love that Texans defense I think if anybody's going to stop Kareem Hunt or at least show that he is human, I think J.J. Watt, Jadavian Clowney, and the rest of that crew can do it. So I'm actually going to take Houston here. Okay, okay. In a close I mean, game. I mean, one, them being an underdog kind of helps, but close game. I, I love – I love I, I understand the pick, but I, I got to go Chiefs. I think this offense looks fantastic. This defense is only continuing to get better and better and better. Um, so I'm going to take the, the Chiefs. They're experienced defense against a young quarterback who has been good, but um, I, I've got to go Chiefs. Okay. All right. No, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. All right. Monday Night Football, last pick of the week. Um, seems intriguing. The now Mitchell Trubisky-led Chicago Bears, plus three and a half at home, hosting the Minnesota Vikings. 
potentially with Sam Bradford. I still think, no matter what, we talked about this before with Latavius Murray, who's been one of my favorite running backs to watch. I think the Vikings still pull this out and cover. Uh, that you know, not a ton of proven tr- of a track record out of Trubisky. Uh, the big lights of Monday Night Football. I don't necessarily think drown him out, but help him either. No, this is my cold hard lock eliminator pick of the week. Even I'm though we both Vikings got eliminated after we just what? Even though we both got eliminated yeah, last week. <laughs> I know, but still, I got to pick my cold hard. I mean, I mean, I, I would. I think everyone was pretty surprised that we got a, that that elimination game occurred. But I got to go Vikings with or without Sam Bradford. I this defense is good. I mean, this defense is good. And yep. I, I think they, they easily smoked the Bears on Monday night. I don't think it's the right move to start Mitch Trubisky simply because you're going to start him on Monday night against the Vikings. That's, that's a tough spot for any young quarterback, um, particularly one who's starting his first game and who has so much on his shoulders. So I'm, I'm going Vikings here as well. They're my cold hard lock to win this week. Yep, that's definitely a good pick. Yeah, and if I had to pick a cold hard lock, that's definitely a good candidate, but it's I'll try tough, to. It's a tough week to pick one, by the way. Yeah, I'll try to diversify out of you. Um, I think I actually picked because you can still on the ESPN they still let you continue. Let you continue. Yeah, which is uh, fun, by the way. Continue to pick. Uh, yeah, it is fun. So you can uh, kind of to prove all the haters wrong, if you will. Um, <laughs> looking through this, I. Almost want to go with. I think I might have picked Detroit to be honest, um, but I'll have to go back to the tape and look at it. But I think Detroit's a, is a is a good pick there, especially at home. We talked about that before, but a good one at least if you had to kind of come out, come you know, pull one out and kind of kind of get a team that you know you don't want to pick in divisional play. The Lions are a good play there, right? That, that that that's a good that's that's a de- it's one of the hardest weeks. I yeah. couldn't find anything that made me like, oh, we have to do you know. It's been it's really hard to pick up to pick a, a cold hard lock this week. Oh, it absolutely is. But I think that's going to do it for us with the NFL. Before we wrap it up, I know people that are listening to the podcast version have already heard us talk about college football, but you are traveling down doing a little bit of a scouting report for us this weekend at Clemson. Give yes, me your sir. take on that. And one other game that you're looking forward to. Well, I think I, I think, know what it is, but I, I, I think real quick, I, I don't know if there's any way to not think at this point that Clemson is Clemson and Alabama are one and two to me by even a wider margin. Easily. Than, say, Oklahoma Clemson's defense is other otherworldly good. Uh, and I think it's going to be terrifying to play them. And I would love to see those two teams smash heads together. So that's definitely a game that oh, I mean, yeah. just to see them in person, they should absolutely hammer. I mean, hammer Wake, poor Wake Forest. It's a 21 and a half point line. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you, though, there's a couple good games this week. Um, there's you know, some ranked opponents playing each other. Uh, I think the game to watch, and I've been picking on them all year, but I'm going to take them again. Penn State visits Northwestern, who hung in last week. Now, Saquon Barkley looks like the number one overall pick. 
uh, he's incredible. Yep. But I, I am fascinated to see them visit Northwestern against a great coached team up there, the Wildcats, to see if they can dominate because they really haven't yet. So I, uh, I'm pretty interested to see how that game turns out. Uh, two weeks from now, Penn State's going to play Michigan. Are they already looking ahead? They better for a fourteen and a fourteen point favorite for the number fourth team in the nation playing a two and two Northwestern. That's not the line that I would normally assume no. it would be. So that's my game. And I, I mean, I know you're going to talk. I know you've talked about it previously. But is there a game this week that you're loving and looking forward to? Yeah, there's a there's a number of them that I you know would love to be at obviously you're at one that that'd be fun death valley seems like an awesome place to go down to um you know one is actually on right now top 25 opponents louisville nc state um nc state actually leading in the third quarter um for me though you know it's it's one of those things where this weekend has so many intriguing lines and, and you talked about with penn state where there's teams that that you almost got to kind of watch out for going to Chicago like you said tough to tough to match out at um you know the one obviously Michigan's a big one to, to look at one that that I think is going to be game day I think that's TCU hosting West Virginia West Virginia back in the rankings after losing that opening that opening weekend to Virginia Tech um you know, this could be a shootout. It's a 67 and a point half line. Um, 67 and a point half, 67.5 line uh, for the over under in terms of total points. Um, Will Greer finally kind of getting it together. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, we've, we've seen TCU's yeah. defense play really well. Um, and, you know, we'll we'll see how that game goes. It could be a bloodbath. TCU is a, a, almost two touchdown favorite there. But you know you, you you love to see some high flying Big Twelve games and and this is certainly uh, the start of it. Both of their second games there. Um, one I'm I'm a little surprised about and and I'm sure that I'll probably talk about this and with third and girl or if you're listening to the podcast I probably already did. Ohio State 31 and a half point favorite against Maryland. Maryland's actually been a little bit of a surprise for for a lot of people. I know Ohio State, you know, they're kind of been on a on a little bit of a tear since losing to Oklahoma, but it's a lot of points to give up. I would a, agree. A lot of points to give up. Yeah, interesting game. I mean, I think we're starting to get into this point where we need some really – we're going to have some really good games coming up, and I can't wait for them. Um, this week I wouldn't say it's as strong as some upcoming weeks, but we're getting close to some really big games. And so definitely excited to see – what's coming in college football it's just turning out to it's probably going to be one of those years where it's just going to get wild we saw it last week washington State's up, upsetting yep up october that was in september but we'll still lump it in october's magical matchups i talked about this on the, the baseball podcast with greg a couple days ago october mm-hmm. arguably wins best month of the sporting year yeah great college football Hockey, basketball are back. Football's really getting into the swing in the NFL. Um, you know, I mean, you had the U.S. kill the rest of the world in the President's Cup that ended in October, so we count it. Um, you know, <laughs> it's a great month. 
It's a great month. I'm excited to see how it all goes. Obviously, stay along, stay in contact with us on the social medias, on Twitter, and I have updates from Maddie D down in Clemson. Let's go. I will be basically watching sports all day. I'll actually be at uh, the at the Sixers podcast on Saturday and the Sixers preseason game tomorrow night. So keep an eye out for that. Let's go Flyers, though. They're about to start, so we got to wrap this thing up. Stay tuned if you are watching live for the next part, the college football part with third and girl, probably coming in a little bit. Uh, but if you listen to the podcast, this will do it for us. Matt, thank you, as always, my friend. Uh, brother, let's go. Let's go Flyers. Let's go, go Flyers. Sixers. No one get hurt in the preseason. Can't wait to see JoJo on the court. And most importantly, let's go Birds, baby. Let's go. Oh, bird. That'll do it for the NFL portion of the Fun V Tailgate from my man, Matty D. I am the G Man. We will talk to you later. Matty D is about to go play some Madden while he watches <laughs> hockey. Dual screen it. Double talk up. to you later, guys. Peace.